All right, welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 73. 73. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, y'all. As you know, this is our first Live, well, our first episode that we're actually recording, Fahim, right. in the new year, 2022. That's and, right. oh my gosh, 2021 is over. Yeah. And we've ne- we, we have recorded just me and you in a while. So it's been a minute. I am just so excited for us to kind of go back to our original roots, mm-hmm. Nelly J, Fahim, Fahim, mm-hmm. Nelly J. So mm-hmm. because we don't have any guests this week, I'm just going to chant, Fahim, Fahim, <laughs> Fahim, Fahim. <laughs> Nelly J, Nelly J, Nelly ah. J, Nelly J. All right, let's do this. Let's do this, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get the episode, I have a question for you. Okay. Audible. Okay, so uh, in 2021, you've seen a lot of changes, right, in your life, in your career, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we really get to give you your flowers. So, you know, I wanted to let you know, okay, okay. from the Good Rookies family and myself, we truly right. appreciate all the work that you do for the podcast. Okay. for me for all of us and you know you're a fan favorite you know you got the baritone voice you got the calm demeanor someone wow. said yo Janelle Fahim always rolls his eyes and I'm like I know right because I annoy him every episode <laughs> so it's always great to have your sarcastic black behind um <laughs> as a partner in crime but uh-huh. I want well, you know tell me which episode or which topic stood out to you the most in 2021 any topic wow. Any thought? Okay. Um, this is not really given too much thought, but I have to say there's one that's pretty recently. Um, so I'll tell you, we record. Um, sometimes, you know, we obviously, we go through the editing, listen back. Um, there's one that I actually went back more than usual, and that's the Matthew Maurer one. I think I might have told you the one yes. uh, NBA draft review. Yeah, he, there's a question that um, I was I really liked that came, how, how the conversation went where he's talking about just being um, black in uh, you know drafting and black scouts Mm -hmm. and there's something about that episode i was just like whoa like um it all flowed nicely together some great content stuff that you like you cannot find on the internet and um yeah so that's one thing definitely in regards to content i really like things that uh that you can't find anywhere that's kind of unique to our conversation Mm -hmm. and that's a conversation you're not going to hear about black scouts in the in the nba so yeah and that's pretty recent um just off top of my head that's one that really stuck out matthew miles for sure Oh, wow. Well, look at that. I mean, first of all, he likes all the guests, not just Matthew Maurer. No, no, no. But that one stood out for him. Okay. Don't be, don't be giving no hate, hate email, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you, you the all. same thing. What about you? What about you? Any for oh, you last year? Oh, I think one of the highlight episodes or a topic that I review, I actually liked, um, wow, I like a lot of her episodes, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of her episodes. I think the one that really struck with me, I would say last year is the one that we had with Sarah, Sarah Jenkins. That was a fun episode. Like, I remember just laughing. Like, I felt Mm -hmm. like I knew Sarah forever, but it was a really good vibe. We never met her until the recording, and we just flowed really well. But I I thought Mm -hmm. the topics were great. We Mm -hmm. talked about top 25 under 25. We had some people that weren't really highlighted, and 
a person I remember that I highlighted was Trey Young. And I'm like, yo, Trey Young gets no love. Did it up. Right. And then Trey right. Young goes off in the playoffs. So right. just a really good episode. Lots of fun. But honestly, I like all our episodes. I think they're always educational, always interesting. And our guests are just really dope people. So right. that and one does stand out for me a lot. It's funny that you mentioned about Sarah Jenkins because on that one, like you said, we'd ne never met her before and you two both were getting on <laughs> me about uh, LaMelo Ball. I remember oh, that. And gosh. she joined in and she was ribbing me and it was kind of nice to have a guest just come in that you don't know and just the vibe was right. So yeah, that was a good one. A good Great one sure. vibe. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I love you yeah. all. I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> so let's get to some hot topics, Raheem. What we got on deck, brother? What we got on deck? Oh, well, uh, so we talk, let's talk about um, the All-Star. Okay. Uh, first round or first first version of, of the, the voting just came out today. Mm -hmm. So it's hot off the presses. So by the time this, this comes out, uh, they might be toward the second, but at least we can get a jump on it and see what we thought and how, where we're going from here. So um, you had a chance to look through. I just kind of browsed through. Mm -hmm. What's your thought, first of all? Well, first of all, y'all, um, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked um, mm -hmm. at the at the first round of voting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, LeBron leading the pack for front court in the Western Conference, followed by Joker and Paul. Um, I know we had a discussion about this in the Raptors fan club room, and I said the shoe ins for me, who I, who I think should be starting, was LeBron, Joker, and Paul George, and and the fans are agreeing with me. However. Okay, so can you do me a favor? Can you just give me a quick list just so we can get some context in regards to what we're speaking about? Because I'm interested to know like... Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So essentially right now, y'all, the first round of voting came in. They gave us the mm -hmm. first 10 for front court, back court of the fan votes only, right? As we know right. how the All-Star voting works, 50% of it goes is from fans. I think 25 is from players and the other 25 is from coaches. Okay. So that's how the that's how you become a starter, right? That way it's a bit more, you know, not just fan favorite popularity only, right? So right now for the Western Conference, the top, I'll give the top five for each conference. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got for the front court, LeBron, Joker, then Paul George. In fourth place, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Uh, then fifth is Draymond Green. Sixth, AD. Carl Anthony Towns is seventh, Carmelo Anthony eighth, Rudy Gobert nine, and DeAndre Ayton is tenth. Now for guards in the West, we got Steph Curry at one, then Luca, John Morant, Clay, Devin Booker, Chris Ball, Donovan Mitchell at seventh, Dame Lillard, Russell Westbrook at ninth, Mr. Turnover, and Anthony Edwards. Okay. Um, now LeBron's also Mr. Turnover. I think he averages more than uh, Westbrook, so I'm gonna leave that right there. Okay, so the Eastern Conference, fine. So Actually, you, you, know what, you know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do the West first, and then okay, we'll do cool. the East after? Okay, cool, cool. So that's the Western Conference. So as you can yeah. see, the only person I was shocked about, like, so sorry, so happily shocked about, was Andrew Wiggins already. Um, way ahead of Draymond, because people all think, oh, everyone loves Draymond. He's the fan favorite, but Andrew Wiggins is almost at a million votes for him. That is. So I'll be honest, um, very shocking. Um, I've been on record probably many times, uh, kind of disappointed with Andrew Wiggins, to tell you the honest truth. Um, mm -hmm. uh, just the fact that he's, this is second year in Golden State. Um, last year, okay. Uh, I would, <laughs> if we started this season, you said Andrew Wiggins is going to be an all-star <laughs> out of last year's building. Yeah. yeah, there's no way that was going to happen. Um, and deservedly so. Um, I had no idea because I don't really watch a lot of Golden State games. Um, like you mentioned, someone came in the, in the clubhouse room uh, and 
was actually dropping um, some actual facts. Jason Roberts. Jason Roberts. Okay. Shout him out, Jason. The, yep, Jason Roberts. Yep. He's fifth, right? Five? Yeah, fifth. Mr. Fifth, fifth right, Levels. Fifth. Okay, <laughs> fifth Levels. Right, right. I'll give him a quick shout out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, he came in and, you know, um, actually, you know what, let's do him some justice. I'm going to pull this up real quick because when he was mentioning this, I was I was floored. I had no idea that. I knew he's balling. I didn't know he was doing this kind of kind of work this year. Go ahead so, if you got so it. What, so what you're referring to is his shooting percentages, right? Yes. So from yes. the three, he is at 44%. Wow. 44%. Um, that's really high. I don't think anyone knew that his number was that high from the three. Um, I think from the field, I think he was like at 45 or... Right. So I got it. So you're right. He's, yeah. he's 43% um, on five attempts, which is still decent. Say so that's yeah. like one a quarter. So it's pretty good. Um, yeah. From the field, he's taking uh, seven attempts. Uh, no, sorry, my bad. He's taking 14 attempts and he's shooting uh, almost 50%, 49%. Almost 50%. 49, yeah. So there's 50, 40. The only thing is, and that's why I was asking in the room, if he can be part of that 50, 40, 30, uh, 50, 40, 90, 90. right, mm -hmm. club with the with the uh, free throws. And um, no, he's actually a very bad free throw shooter. Let unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he's at 68%. So that's something he's got to work at. But um, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. I'm... I, this is still hot off the press for me. I'm just finding this out, and I am shocked. I would, like Andrew Wiggins is going to be an All Star. Um, if hey, well, what's funny is that we're discussing. Well, Golden State Warriors get two or three players, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, even for Jason, he was saying it should be Draymond um, and Steph, but he said he should. But he was like, it should also be Andrew Wiggins, and I'm like, you right. know what? Andrew mm -hmm. does deserve it, but mm -hmm. there's other players in the West that also deserves it as well. And keep in mind, I think only five get in for front court and then guards, and then and then two wild cards, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, based on these voting, Andrew will get in, uh, because even if he doesn't get voted in as a starter, um, mm -hmm. you know, he'll, I, I'm sure after seeing the results of the fans liking him, the mm -hmm. NBA will definitely convince that those coaches to pick him as a reserve. So that will be and good for him. Also, being a Canadian to mm -hmm. be an all-star, go so spoiled we are. I remember back in the day, as far as what i can remember it was um jamal mcglure he was an all-star that one year and that was yep. huge and that was always like jamal mcglure he's an all-star right yeah um since then you know we had nash be an all-star and this i'm just going off top right now but um as much as we have a lot of canadians in the league very few reach to that elite level to say they can be an all-star right but 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 we just discussed this before for him because remember yeah. in the western conference and we had a debate about this prior we have forgotten we talked about shay and jamal murray right will they ever right, be all-stars right. right and in the guard position right now neither of them is in a discussion we know jamal is injured but mm -hmm. shay was injured out was injured for a while right but he plays mm -hmm. in okc you know right. mark markets do matter because anthony edwards who i think is balling out is number 10 in the Western Conference uh, guard discussion. So markets matter because the better market you are, the more popular that you, or more votes you can get. Even Cat having a great year, he's number seven, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. but but I think Carl will get in regardless of if he's voted in or not. Because I think uh, because based on what he's been doing, um, what I'm shocked about is Carmelo Anthony, a vet veteran, of mm -hmm. still a fan favorite. Um, and he's number eight, you know, he, he was barely in the NBA and he's already top 10 for front court vote. So, uh, markets matter being a Laker, <laughs> right? Right. Right. It matters. That's it true. matters. Um, so just so I can understand this, cause uh, is this, is he going to be the third Canadian 
it goes Jamal McGlure, Steve Nash. Now we have Andrew Wiggins. Is there any? I have a feeling I might be missing another Canadian who who's who's made an All Star, but um, outside I, of those, I'm trying to think. Uh, those three. And here's only, what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's only been two. Yeah, that's it. Uh, really? Wow. It's only been shout two. out to shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Good but job. But to be man. honest, I thought I think Jamal Murray could have been one if he w- didn't get injured last year and this year because he's like right. a he's also mm-hmm. like that flashy like that not John Morant but you know he has that like fan favorite image you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. even a bubble he was kind of coming up there but unfortunately the last two playoffs where you make your name uh, he he didn't play right so. No. And that's, I, I really think stardom happens in playoffs the year before, and then what you do in the first half of the, uh, and I think John Morant had a phenomenal, he beat Golden State Warriors, he played a very great, uh, he's a loss, but they played really hard, him and Dylan, and now he's having a great first half of his season, so. For sure. And him being up there, I'm not shocked, but yeah, it's interesting, so that's the Western, Western Conference. Another mm-hmm. surpriser and shocker for me, uh, someone who struggled this year is Dame Lillard, you know? Um, oh. Right. Dame's in there. Uh, he struggled, but people still like him, right? Dame Dalla. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other names that you saw? Oh, sorry, hold, hold up. Clay Thompson, by the way, yes. is, is, in, is number four for, for votes. The man hasn't played all year. Right. So he's, he has the fourth highest votes in the Western Conference. Crazy right. for him. So it goes through this round is really about, <laughs> you know, popularity is the fans and who they want to yeah. see. Um, yeah. Clay, he's due to come back very soon. Yeah, uh, Sunday. So, by, so when it's dropped, it'll be he'll be back he already. Have his first game, yes, right? His first game. Yeah. So with Clay, um, yeah, very shocked that he's in here. I don't, you know, he, he won't get in, but he's he's number fourth so far, right off the top, right? Off the top. Uh, and ahead actually, of Devin, ahead of Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, like people mm-hmm. who played, who so. actually played basketball. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm, see. Mm-hmm. In, um, in the last two years, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's a shocker. Um, actually, we can let me do the Eastern Conference actually because we kind of have the same situation happening in the East. So in the East, um, I'll go with the guards. Okay, um, guards. Um, I'll, I'm gonna list them out and then we'll give our opinion. Ready? Here we go. Cool. Um, Demar Derozan number one, James Harden number two, Trey Young number three, Zach Levine number four, Lamelo Ball number five, Kyrie number six, Derrick Rose number seven, Tyler Hero eight, Darius Garland nine, and Fred VanVleet ten some problems here um i want to address the, the the first one fred van vliet um maybe he's number 10 in fan voting historically i thought toronto we really have a good grasp of getting people in uh to the you know not, fan voting right no not in the last couple of years to be honest yeah, I, I think our last all-star was pascal siakam and that mm-hmm. was in 2020 uh, prior to covid Right, and was he wasn't voted time. in. He was. Uh, he was. Yeah, he wasn't voted in. He was. But also, he was. But he was also NBA champion. So you know, it just makes right. sense, right? And, and right. remember, he had a first, the first half of that season. Lord, Pascal mm-hmm. was balling out his mind, right? And mm-hmm. the Raptors were high up there, so we're not shocked. Um, but again, markets matter. Cleveland, mm-hmm. Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Um, those markets matter, and those are the lesser market, and so. Um, yeah, he's number 10. But remember, we discussed this. The guard, the backcourt is going to be competitive. Because look at this, yo. They got Zach Levine and DeMar as a backcourt. That's going to be hard for Fred to get in. Yes. 
Yeah, Very so DeMar hard. Hardin, uh, Trey Young, Zach Levine, those top four, right? Right um, off the and, bat. And then right Lamelo right there. <laughs> so, so here's a problem that, and we, we kind of discussed this earlier. Um, Fred Van Vliet, he's been a, okay, I wouldn't say it's close to a snub. Like he's right on the cusp last two years. This is mm-hmm. supposed to be his year that he gets in for sure. Um, he's up against, I'm talking with uh, the coaches voting him in with LaMelo Ball. Kyrie Irving, who's much like Clay, hasn't really, well, he's played, but we know he's not going to play enough games by the time the All-Star comes around. Um, So Mm -hmm. those two are two names that it's going to be hard for him to nudge. Well, actually, Kyrie is going to be easy because Kyrie will probably won't have enough games. Yeah, and plus plus the coaches will not allow Kyrie to play in the All-Star game. They're not going to, they're not going to, have him as a reserve this year. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. Yeah. So we got tease up against LaMelo Ball. It's going to be tough. Um, Derek Rose should, no, Fred Van Vliet over Derek Rose. Um, Absolutely. Tyler Hero. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet over Tyler Hero. Absolutely. So um, it's pr- pretty much between Van Vliet and LaMelo Ball. Um, and this is not, remember, this is the coaches now we're speaking. Yep. Um, if you, it's being, let's put our, our, who we think now, because by the time this drops, we'll have, probably have an answer by then. Who do you think is uh, is going to get that nod of the two? Well, it's crazy, right? Because if you look at the standings, uh, mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors are now at the number seventh seed. Yes, that's right. right. We're moving on up. Um, <laughs> where Charlotte is at number eight. Um, they've mm-hmm. been struggling lately, actually. They've been struggling. Um, however, I really think um, the coach's nod, it will be dependent on um, what seed that team is going to be even though for us we would pick i know i'm gonna i would pick lamello because he's the flashier name the ball brothers all that um i really think even if he isn't getting as a guard number five the issue is that i don't think neither of them deserve it over garland i think uh cleveland has been playing number well but right now cleveland cleveland right now is this number six seed right but they've exceeded expectations so I would think, for me personally, even though I would like, like if if it's only one spot left, I think Garland does deserve it because he's carried that team on his back. However, I would prefer Freddie because I'm a Toronto Raptor fan, but I just think in terms of what's fair, I think Darius Garland should get that that spot. The fifth. Wow, one. that is a hot take. That is hot take. Hot take. Wow, Garland. Okay, so you you are 100 percent right. Cleveland's overachieving. Like they're doing what uh, New York was doing maybe last year in Atlanta the year before those teams that you don't expect and they just make them name you're right um I the only thing is they have a front runner for rookie of the year um I just think I don't know if this turnaround can really be attributed to Garland that's the only thing you know what I'm saying I, I get that but if you look at mm-hmm. the numbers he's the highest scorer on that team I think mm-hmm. yes and he's okay. also and even when uh the front runner was out for two weeks or three weeks and they were still not, and, and they were still high they were still winning games and they're beating good teams um they they even beat uh the bucks with Giannis you know what I'm saying without um Evan Mobley so you know what I'm saying so um he's legit and I think he's improved a lot he's also most improved uh, um underrated as well because remember Sexton went out um, uh, Mr. Ricky Rubio went out and he's been kind of been having that team on his back, right? However, however, right? Uh, it depends on where Cleveland ends up because right now they're also dropping. They were at, before at fourth, they're down to sixth. Um, and so we're going to see because remember, the Raptors are now healthy. Uh, Charlotte's also peaked, I think, earlier this year and now they're dropping a little bit. I think if the Raptors can make a push to the sixth or fifth seed, 
Fred VanVleet's going to get get that fifth spot because he's been legit our facilitator and leader of this team the last like how many months, and he's been playing all games. Right, OG was out, Siakam was out. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Steady has been our consistent like focal point, like, like a gravity pull. You know what I'm saying? So, I prefer. I mean, to be honest, you said Kyrie Irving, no. Derrick Rose, no. Tyler Hero, no. You know what I'm saying? However, it's going to be between Lamelo Ball, Darius Garland, and Fred VanVleet. Also, keep in mind, even though Trey Young's an elite player, the Hawks aren't doing that well team wise, right? They're all the way at number um, twelve, yeah, right? Right, and they're not, and they're losing a lot of games. So it's like, even though Trey Young is a fan favorite, uh, he's top three right now, right? And I don't, and if the Bulls stay number one, Zach will get in with Demar Derozan. Therefore, I think those four are locked in, to be honest, because I think Trey will get more votes than Zach. Therefore, it's going to be down. It'll be between Lamelo, Darius Garland, and Fred VanVleet. And when they get the wild card, unless they take two additional guards, I don't know. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight, man. It is. So you make a great point in regards to seedings and how seedings is probably going to work out to who gets in. Um, if we're talking between LaMelo Ball, uh, Fred Van Vliet, and Garland, um, I'm torn. I Okay, yeah. I'm, going to put myself, I'm putting myself in the coach's decision. Yes. I can just see the coaches um, going with LaMelo Ball just because um, Charlotte just you know he's lamello ball and he's michael been jordan yeah yeah there's a there's a there's a lot of things that come into play this and remember like this is a popular popular contest right um and lamello ball is a popular pick now yes. me saying that um coaches aren't having the sympathy that maybe us as fans would have to say hey fred van vliet's been snubbed twice we can't snub him a third time um i don't think that that's really going to come into play in their minds um, but Fred VanVleet has played well enough to be an all-star. And if he, like, if he gets somehow snubbed again, it's a travesty, an, an absolute travesty if he doesn't get it, I think. Well, you know what? I think him being, listen, man, to be honest, um, a lot of people, like we saw a lot of Americans and folks that we spoke with about this, you know, a lot of Americans were like, yo, Fred deserves it. And we're like, oh, why? You know, so I think... In the basketball world, even speaking with trainers, uh, coaches, scout guys, scout scouters, uh, they really admire Fred. Fred VanVleet is like um, a marvel. He's undrafted. And I think his storyline to be an all-star from an undrafted player to an all-star, you can't beat that, Fahim. And I think, I think he could be that poster kid to say, look, guys, if you're undrafted, you can make it to the All-Star game. And I think that's a beautiful story. Better than Darius Garland and LaMelo. But LaMelo Ball is a huge name, man. That's tough. So even if we can't get to that fifth spot, fifth, fifth spot, I'm hoping if we can continue our trek and our request to be sixth or more or fifth, um, yo, Freddie can get that wild card, right? Because there's two wild cards per conference. And I'm hoping between Darius Garland and Fred Van Vliet, I think either one will get the wild card. Um, now, let's go to the forwards because I really think there might be two wild card guards and not two wild card big men. So let's mm. go through the forwards. Yeah, let's go mm. through that. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. So Eastern Conference uh, forwards, we got uh, uh, KD at one, Giannis two, Joel Embiid three, Tatum four, Butler five, Jared Allen six. Bam Adebayo, seven, Miles Bridges, eight, LaMarcus Aldridge, nine, and Nikola Vucevic, <laughs> Sorry. ten. Sorry. 
I didn't mean to laugh at Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm sorry. Um, well. Yeah. So to be honest, again, another Cleveland Cavalier, Jared Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I think when it comes to the wild card position, only one Cleveland player will get in because right. they're, they're, they're they're not number one or two. They're sixth, seventh right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll be between Jared Allen and Darius Garland. I think for the right. coach, and I think if that's the key, if that happens, we're lucky because that means Freddie can get in as the only Raptor because we will be a top eight team, I think, by that time. So that's my theory. That's my theory. Fred Van Fleet, but y'all got to vote. Shoot, y'all got to vote. Um, but what are your thoughts on the on the forwards? And the, I mean, Embiid, Giannis, Kevin, I think we all said these, these three are locked in. No one's, no one's overcoming or getting more votes than Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Kevin Durant. Like, that's it. Yeah, no, your your calculation actually does work Remember? out. What you're saying about yeah. with, with, no, with Cleveland having um, mm-hmm. one, that's a good point. They're not going to get two players. Nah. And of the two of them, I actually think that Jared Allen is actually deserving to be in there. Yeah, I think so um, too. And I never would have thought this because he's, you know, been kind of pedestrian this going through his career, you know, like he's actually a staple of what's happening there, playing mm-hmm. along with the rookie um, Mobley. So, yeah, actually, I would like to see uh, someone like Jared Allen, who's really, honestly, he's not offensively gifted. You know, he just does what he needs to do. Yeah. And, you know, if we've in the past, we've had guys like DeAndre or Jordan. You know, he's been an all-star before. Exactly. And, um, he, even like Middleton was an all-star. And, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just think that it does, like, like standings matter. But Jared Allen has been there. He, he's, he's a good guy. A lot of people like him. And mm-hmm. people always think, like, the first thing you think of when you think of Cleveland is Jared Allen. Right. Of course, you right. Know what I'm and so, who would have thought that, you know? You so, know? yeah, so shout out to him. Um, so uh, I would have to say, so we're going KD, Giannis, Embiid, oh, yeah. Shoe-ins. Yes, um, Tatum's going to get voted in. Um, no, he, he won't get voted in because only three. It's only three. Oh, my bad, my bad. In, right? He won't get so, voted in. So, but I'm after a- that... It gets uh-huh. interesting because now there's only two for sure confirmed forwards, right. right? Kevin, and keep in mind, it's still an all-star game. So you still want to have at least two centers playing. Giannis is in the center. Kevin Durant is in the center, right? So if you look uh-huh. at the fourth and fifth, speed, fifth spot, what will have to be a center and what will have to be an actual true forward, right? But here's what's weird to me, though. Where, okay, we have, we have Jason Tatum, but where is um, Jalen Brown? Is no, like everyone's, he, but no, he's not eligible, or the, I don't the, know. It's not eligible, just that member. The NBA markets Jason Tatum as the face of Boston. We all that know this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we all know this. So, true basketball fans understand Jalen Brown's value, what he's done this season because Jason Tatum hasn't had a great season, but mm-hmm. it's about it's about popularity, popularity branding, right. all these different things, but right. like. Like your shoe deal, which company you work under? Is it Nike? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, unfortunately, uh, Jalen Brown has is not top ten. Yeah, but so it's weird because there's been a shift. Before, if we were to have be talking about uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown two years ago, hands down, everyone was saying Jason Tatum's the guy. Now this year, uh, a lot of especially in our room that we're having uh, on Clubhouse, it's a shift like everyone's on Jalen Brown to say Jalen Brown's a better player than Jason Tatum um that's something I mean I, I never get pushback but I do find myself scratching my head because I still think not mind you I don't watch the Boston but these are people who are actually Boston fans who are saying no 
uh, Jalen Brown is the guy, but yet he's not here in voting. So hey, the, the, who the NBA picks as the face of your team, mm-hmm. right? Remember, for for every time there's a matchup, who's the face of Boston? It's not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. No, right. That's so right. so Boston success, unfortunately, is the marketing of the NBA and the marketing of that Boston team. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum has been the face, even though, and hey, it could be the head office for Boston. It could be whatever, right? But Jalen Brown is not the face. And I think Jason Tatum is that. And also remember, like, if you look at Jason Tatum, he's always being retweeted, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. social media, right? However, mm-hmm. um, Jalen Brown will not, like, like, even if, like, right now, Boston, let's see. Boston right now in the standings in the Eastern Conference, I think they're actually below us. So right now, so they are... Um, I think they're in the middle of the pack somewhere. Boston's actually 11th right now. So Yeah, they're 11th right now. Um, Remember, they've been struggling. They've lost a few games. They lost to Spurs last night um, by two points. Uh, Mm. Jalen Brown missed the layup. You know what I'm saying? So, again, um, for the the reserves, I I don't even think Jason Tatum might even get a reserve vote, to be honest. Because, remember, this isn't about popularity. It's about what the coaches see. Coaches see, right. So, I don't think Jason Tatum is a shoe-in at all. Um, mm-hmm. after that, so if you can say Justin Tatum, they're 11th. If they don't get the top eight, I don't think a Boston player will make it as an all-star. However, so if Tatum doesn't, okay, go ahead. So, however, I think it'll be two Miami players. I think Bam, mm-hmm. so it's between Bam, Jared Allen, and Jimmy Butler. And here's why, right? Those, Miami is a top team, top four team in the East. Everyone knows that. Yep. They're yep. contenders, they'll get blah, 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 right? They'll get two, right? So they'll get two, right? They get two players. So, um, and also keep in mind, for the all-star team, you want to have at least two centers, right? Mm-hmm. Bam can play a center, but we know right. he's injured. But even if he gets the nod to play as a center, they might pull in another player like a Jared Allen or someone else, you know what I'm saying, to get in. Right. So there's many ways to go about this, but... I just truly believe that when it comes to like just everything that I'm seeing, um, mm-hmm. I can see Butler getting in for sure. People were like, no, my guys, Butler, top four team, he's getting in. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, so if we can say, okay, remove Jason Tatum, Butler is the fourth fourth player. We both agreed, Jared Allen, Cleveland playing well, right. he will get in. He'll That's get in. five. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have a, a, a wild card. If I'm the coach, I got to pick up a top center. That means it could be Nicola. It won't be Marcus Aldridge. It'll be Nicola or or it will be Bam Adebayo, right? right? That's my two that I have as a wild card. Either one, but it won't be both. So I'll rock with your theory, actually. I think um, you're right. Uh, Miami will get two because they're a top four team. Um, Bam would be that dude um but keep like so chicago is number one right now in the yep. east right but keep so, in mind they already have demar and zach who will get in for sure they got their so two they'll right. have so, right. so, they'll, so they'll get a third if nicola is at center because remember bam is also still injured nicola's nicola's back right, right. many factors here so, right and that's what yeah. we're talking about seating right so when regards mm-hmm. to seating i think right now nicola he's he's 10th in the in the voting from the fans but like we said when you get the coaches coaches recognize that uh him being on a number one team and he Nikola, he's still been somewhat the player he's always been. Like, he's not disappointing, I don't think. I think he's okay he's and well enough because if, you know, it's slim pickings once you're going. If Vucevic, I think he, he's already been an all-star before. So for him to get in would not be anything outside the norm. Exactly. You know I remember he got the nod. But also keep in mind, Jared Allen is also a center. So will they mm. want to pick up three centers or will they keep Jared Allen as a center and then mm. say, you know what, uh, Jared Allen, you're going to get him at the center. 
and Nicola, no. And let's let, let's bring in some Jalen Brown because he's been playing well. But again, it depends on seeding, man. Seeding matters. <laughs> I got one other one for you then. So, um, okay, Boston, if they seed low, they will maybe get one, right? Um, mm -hmm. But what about Miles Bridges? And I know you've been big on Miles Bridges from the start I, of the I season. I like right? Miles. Right, yeah. I know this. So, but I can't mm -hmm. see Charlotte getting in two, two players right, because seeding, they're, not top, right. they're not top five. Got I think, you. but you know what? I can see that, that spot uh, going to uh, a Milwaukee Bucker, right? Mm -hmm. A Milwaukee Buck. So um, I think Middleton plays forward, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. if, if they stay top three, he might get a nod. Um, it might go Good to point. Portis. I mean, he's a champion, right? He's played very mm -hmm. well, very aggressive. So it'll be, I think... Um, or even I know for Philly, um, they have some good forwards there who play mm -hmm. some great defense, right? Tobias Harris had, had a phenomenal season this year. Um, yeah. So we'll see, right? But I think mm -hmm. that's going to go to someone that we won't expect. But um, right. but but it might go to a Boston player. It might go to a Tatum. Who knows, right? Because right. he's a face guy. But I think if they're going to pick a Boston player, it has to be Jalen Brown, man. They, they, they can't. They can't. And Jalen yeah. Brown hasn't been there yet, so I think he deserves it. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, there might be other players that um, slide in here due to the fact that um, COVID also, you know, I remember even last year, like there's always at the All-Star break, you always have those replacements that get in the last minute, whether it be injury or something like that. Um, I don't think it's so much injury this year. I think it might be with COVID protocols and, 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 and I just have a feeling there's going to be even some, of, there's going to be some big name in there. Yeah. That not just one, a few big names. I'm gonna go with if we're taking over and under of of say two. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go over two, meaning possibly three. Mm -hmm. um, big names that just won't be there because of something. Not saying they have COVID, but something to do with COVID protocols, which exactly. is gonna maybe open it up. So I can see that happening. So I keep in mind last year Devin Booker got snubbed, uh, but he got in because of an injury, right? So mm -hmm. you know th those things do, do happen. Um, what, what I find interesting as, as well, um, you know, we talked about Suns getting two players because you know they're like a top seed, and right. in the Western Conference, Devin Booker is fifth, right, mm -hmm. and Chris Paul is six but those right. two i think will get in as reserves regardless for like, sure somehow somehow regardless. they have to because, be there you're right because clay won't get in so if you can say steph luca jaw then it'll go to devin booker and chris paul boom now the mm -hmm. wild card donovan mitchell has to make it or or because anthony edwards team isn't doing they're not too hot so i think mm -hmm. donovan mitchell will finally get a reserve spot at all starting to have to be switched up and i really think mm -hmm. for the front the front for the western conference I really think, um, you know, unfortunately, the hottest team right now, the Warriors, um, Andrew Wiggins will get that nod. And yep. I think Draymond will. I think Anthony Davis, coaches aren't liking what he's doing, but he's a name and he's a Laker. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's him or Rudy Gobert, to be honest. But mm -hmm. the problem is that Rudy Gobert, I think, will get the coach's nod because it's Rudy Gobert. He's also an MVP, uh, like, like, ladder. So if we say one, two, three, LeBron, Nicola, and Paul – Rudy Bulgaria will get the fourth spot. Who will get the fifth spot between Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green? And I think Andrew might get it over Draymond because Andrew yep. has to <laughs> get over Draymond, y'all. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. if that's the fifth spot, the wild card might be AD. So, you right. know. Mm -hmm. So, actually, Oof. I'm going to take this opportunity to own it. Um, you know, yes. um, sometimes, many times, I, I, say, I say some things. And, um, you know, if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'll own it. I got to own this. Uh, to anyone that knows me, um, I have not been the biggest fan of Andrew Wiggins. And I do remember um, part of my narrative has been Andrew Wiggins will never see an All-Star game. And um, I've been saying this for many years. And I felt confident that he will not see an All-Star game. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to happen. 
So yeah. I got to own this to anyone that knows me that I've said this. Um, I'm a man up. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star and I was wrong. And I want to salute Andrew Wiggins. Congratulations. Congrats, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job. All right, man. Well, any final thoughts on the all-star? We would keep a close eye on it, but no, let's get I think, Freddie in there, man. That's all I Let's care get about, Fred Van Lee in there also. Let's get, get there, Freddie Vitt. Yep. No doubt, no doubt. No doubt. All right. So, Nalija, let's go to For the Culture. For the Culture. We like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight an American film director, producer, screenwriter, actor, and professor. Let's be giving it up to Mr. New York Nick, superfan, Spike Lee. Spike, 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 <laughs> 40 Acres and a Mule Productions. Yo, yo, that's right. yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, uh, Spike Lee, uh, fight, well, I'll say officially, he actually signed a multi-year film deal with Netflix, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and as people don't know, they actually collaborated before on four projects, The Five Bloods, She Gotta Have It, Rodney King, and See You Yesterday. So with this amazing deal, um, he will direct and produce narrative films via his 40 Acres and the Mule Film Filmworks banner, um, as well, according to The Hollywood Reporter. And Lee and Netflix um, are, I think this is a great marriage, you know what I'm saying? Because as per what Lee said in a statement, he said, there is no better way for me and my company 40 Acres and a Mule Filmworks to begin a new year, then renew our partnership with Ted Scott and Tendo, the fearless leaders of Netflix. So I'm excited for him. I think it's great to have Black creators, Black filmmakers in this industry. What's your thoughts on this news, Fahim? So one thing that's hard for uh, Black filmmakers, period, is getting funding, you know? And... Um, that's always been a narrative that's been following black filmmakers from the start, you know, mm -hmm. um, even his, uh, Spike Lee's earliest stuff, um, you know, even do the right thing. Like that's, that's a classic. Um, he hasn't had the support um, that he probably should have. So I'm just going to go over real quick. He's um, uh, 1986. She got to have it. That's his first one, his first director, director, directorial, wow, debut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do the Right Thing in 1989, uh, Mo' Better Blues in 1990, Jungle Fever 91, Malcolm X 92, Crooklyn 94, Clockers 95, 25th Hour, I didn't see that one in 2002, Inside Man 2006, Chirac 2015, Black Klansman 2018. Um, and the five bloods in 2020 didn't see that also. So everything I've listed here, um, I followed Spike Lee through his entire career pretty much. And, um, I think this is a great story because if, imagine this, if you're Spike Lee and you're, you have a hard time getting funding, imagine what it's like not being a name. Because when you talk about black directors, you know, Tyler Perry comes, comes to mind who actually, um, funds his own films also, but, um, yeah, there's not a really a lot of high-profile directors. Um, and if someone at the top of that food chain being Spike Lee can't get funding, I think it's just amazing that now he has a platform um, with, with Netflix. Netflix is obviously doing um, exclusive content. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle has his on there also. So um, this is just, I think, great even for another generation because Netflix is a platform that people will uh, go check out your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we look at what happened with the uh, the last dance with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's 
it's just there. So I think it's just great that um, that Spike has has this opportunity now to further put out more films um, on a platform wherever it's at. So I think it's awesome. And what, one thing about Netflix is that they're very diverse and very inclusive. Like mm-hmm. I noticed that there's films from all walks of the life. I love watching my Nollywood, that Nollywood mean Nigerian right, Hollywood. Yeah. Right, and right. they always have amazing Nollywood film, films and even films um, created by African um, you know, directors, producers. So very inclusive. Um, so I'm happy for Spike Lee. And I just hope this encourages anyone, uh, a person of color in Toronto and Canada, you know, don't rely on only just the Canadian companies here to do stuff, you know, s- submit your ideas, try to get funding. I've actually made some connects of people who help with funding for documentaries. And he was like, hey, if you have any funding for a documentary, let me know. And their, their goal is to help always build up documentary fil- you know, filming for, for BIPOC. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. holler at me, man. Because at the end of the day, it's about helping each other, help each other grow. So, and I just love anything that um, is, is, is helping promote um, Black creatives and Black, and black storylines. So That's right. Let's and- do this. And, and in this, um, I'm hoping that it's, it's, uh, it's much like a trickle-down effect. So Spikes, he's got the in on Netflix now. Um, I'm hoping that he's pulling in other um, Black directors and giving other people a shot under his maybe his production company also so we can get others. Because I do find on Netflix, you're right, great in regards to uh, representation, right? Um, but I think it's, uh, it's about opportunities also that I think that um, we got to open for our own also. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that um, Spike, when he does these movies, um, he keeps in that same lane of bringing up the next, you know, the next Spike Lee's and, you know what I'm saying? And through, through Netflix using his platform also, you know, Absolutely. I wouldn't doubt, he, I wouldn't doubt that he would, you know, because um, we know Spike, he's a very conscious person. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, we gotta shout this shout out to Spike on this for sure. Absolutely, and Netflix. Man. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Whew. And I, on the hold on, I got one thing for you. So yes. if you're Spike Lee, um, Spike's been tied to sports. Um, is there any type of story or storyline that you think that Spike would come out with that has to do with sports through Netflix? Fan behavior, fan mm. fan behavior. So you're saying um, you're speaking more of like a documentary type, right? Well, I don't know. Like it depends, right? Because Spike always does. Like you know, he did Malcolm X. He did the Black Kings, uh, Klansman stuff. He did. Right? He got game too, didn't he? Well, yeah, I didn't he got game. That. Yeah, okay, yeah. My bad. Okay, got Yeah, right. I actually mentioned that earlier on. Actually, so you're good. Did you? Okay, actually, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does like bi- uh, bio pictures, like bi- you know, like mm-hmm. things that are like real, based on real stories, based on real experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and he's worked with people like Wesley Snipes, Samuel Jackson, Denzel, you name it. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like if these films will be definitely um, impactful films, films based on true stories, real life, could be a film about, you know, what we've seen, George Floyd. It could be anything, to be honest. Um, but I can definitely see him doing a film about police brutality and just the inf- impact it has on fear, but, uh, um, that, the fear it imposes to the psychology of, you know, Black and brown people. So... I could see him really tackling that because that was a big issue that a lot of people that were still facing to this day. So I can mm-hmm. see him tackling a film around that th- th- that um, storyline for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, and the reason why I, my initial question was about sports was, um, um, you know, he has he's actually part of the Knicks organization, their culture, right? Mm-hmm, it's courtside, mm-hmm. Spike Lee, right? Um, it's just it, whenever I think of uh, 
Spike in sports and the Knicks, they're, they're, they're intertwined. The Knicks are one of the NBA's most valuable franchises. So I know he, that's why I was mentioning he did, uh, he got game, which is a basketball movie already. So maybe it wouldn't yeah. be uh, something to go outside. But I'm just wondering maybe if they like, I, I, don't, I can't think of a, a, a New York Nick documentary. You know, like I really don't think of one. I think if there was to be one, I think Spike would be the one to do it. And that's what that just kind of came to mind. That's all. But you're right. Maybe not for Netflix, maybe on something else. Absolutely, man. But no, it, it's, it, we'll see what Spike does for sure. For sure. Right. No doubt. All righty. All right. So let's go to That's Absurd. That's absurd, Fahim, bro. What was absurd this week? What was absurd? Ah. A announcer has <laughs> disrespected Kevin Porter Jr. in the worst way. An announcer for like a like an announcer for the basketball game, like for the yes. game. Yes. Okay. Uh, the he is the announcer for the Washington Wizards. Mm, all right. And. It's I can't like I don't know how to say this with okay, um, Kevin Porter Jr. hit a game winner. When he hit the game winner, he had made reference to he's mistakenly made reference to Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, who had been involved with a gun, uh, a shooting when Kevin Porter Jr. was young. And Kevin Porter, so there is a Kevin Porter which played for the, uh, the Washington Bullets back in the day. He had thought that that Kevin Porter was Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, but it wasn't his father. Sorry, I'm confused. Okay. Um, let me wheel this back. I'll, let, let me say what he said, and then I'll, I'll backtrack on this. So this is a quote from the Washington announcer. They and said, also, say his name, please. I don't, I don't like it where we always kind of hide these announcer names. What's the announcer's okay. name? Yeah, say right. his full name because we're saying Kevin cool. Porter's name. Let's say uh -huh. the, the, the guilty party. What's his freaking name? Got you. <laughs> What's <right>. his name? <laughs> there we go. What's his <laughs> What's his name, damn it? <laughs> All right. So his name is... Glenn Consor, okay. Wizards broadcaster, uh, Glenn Consor. And he says, you've got to give credit. This is a quote. You got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. End quote. Are you effing kidding me right now? So, and when he said pull the trigger, it's because Kevin Porter Jr. hit a dagger three to win the game. And he said, now, yeah, so... <sighs> it's, it's disturbing on many levels. He later has says, oh, I said he pulled the trigger at the right time because I thought that Kevin Porter... Um, Junior who, like, was the son of another Kevin Porter. Never another Kevin Porter, who was an actual oh, NBA okay. player. Yes, but yes. in actuality, Kevin Porter Jr.'s father was actually involved in gun violence when he was young and died as a result absurd on many different levels lebron actually stepped in actually and lebron had had given his his uh his his take on it also about um how absurd how absurd it is for him to say that um do you think he keeps his job no i think it should go 
No, I, you think you he should why? go, but do you think, okay. And here's I why, know right? you think he because, should go, but. Mm-hmm. Here's why, right? Because when you're doing announcing, what I've heard from announcers that I know mm-hmm. and people we talked to in the past, we've guessed on here, they always research every single player. And they always research, like, you know, what school, remember, as, a, as an announcer, you have to look into each player's background to pull mm-hmm. in content throughout the game. So you're looking into the player's family, uh, where they played in college, how they were in college, the things they like. like. You're kind of looking into, especially the starters, you kind of know the starters, and mm-hmm. your research team gives you the pointers of things to talk about, right? He must have known that his father, like, this is not, this is like, the, the announcer had to have known. And I think he is trying to say he did it. Again, I don't want to accuse him of, of being ghastly, but uh, I just think it's hard for me to believe Fahim, that right. announcer who does research, who who has who is, who is a Washington announcer, like he does his, his job, they know these players in, ins and outs, period. That's hilarious that you just gave that tape because pretty much that's exactly what LeBron James said. Okay. Like, pretty much Cause, to it, like cause I don't all know the points you said. covered is- Really? Yeah, okay, and I know what LeBron That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, wow, because I know we discussed earlier and you had no idea about this. So I said, let's nope. talk about it. And you pretty much nailed pr- exactly what LeBron said. Really? Um, yeah, like about doing the research and yeah, and it's true. But um, I happen, okay, we are not cancel culture, right? People said, wor- well, I don't know if people said worse. That That's pretty bad. But, um, and people have been disciplined for it. Um, this was an announcer, um, I would assume he's going, he should, well, okay, it's different than what I think and what will happen. Should he, do I think he should lose his job? Yes. For some reason, I, the odds of the name Kevin Porter Jr. Um, and having somebody who played for that organization back in the day that the announcer, you know, it's just, it's, it's a coincidence and you're right. He should have done his research, but the coincidence would make it, um, He's kind of got it kind of covered. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the odds of you, you, you thinking or you saying about gun violence? Like, you know, um, and it not, it, you, you having, a, you actually have a backup that it would be, I know this gets confusing, but it would be an actual former player. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would, in other words, what I'm saying is if someone is going to play this honest mistake, if this is one of the rare loopholes that, an honest mistake would actually work in this situation. You get what I'm saying? I do, but to be honest, mm-hmm. I've heard many basketball games in my lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. I've never heard an announcer say he pulled the trigger. That is not a common mm-hmm. term in basketball. It really isn't. Like, again, see, see, it happened the thing, right? If he said, mm-hmm. oh, he shot it like his father did back in the day or right, stuff, right. certain things, certain words and phrases you use for him in basketball describing moments. Oh, mm-hmm. what a shot. But, um, like his father did, you know, like you don't, you never say pull the trigger. Like I've never heard pull the trigger to exemplify a, a big shot. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, I, I've okay. heard it yet. I, I, I'm saying I yeah, haven't I, heard it yet. I, I understand you may have not. I've, what, what I have, have you? I, I've, I've, yeah, I've heard, heard someone say you got to pull the trigger. Yeah. I've, yeah no, I've, you've got to pull the trigger, but uh, he just pulled the trigger. That term <laughs> after a big shot. Fahim, all I'm saying is that, no, again, you. like, this is my thing, right? This guy, uh, this this white man. I'll, I'll, I'll throw the names. We want to throw the names. Glenn Consor. Yes, and Glenn I'll, Consor. And Glenn Consor, right. listener, right? Glenn Consor, you think you're smart. You're not smarter <laughs> than me. Because at the end of the day, you knew the loophole. You knew it. 
Come on, like Fahim, mm-hmm. listen, Fahim. We talk about Raptors. If any of the, uh, if any of, uh, if any NBA player has a father, whatever, whatever, we know about LeBron's dad. We know about right. pretty much all the fathers. Like this is not a secret. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, Kevin Porter knew there's a player prior named Kevin Porter and his dad, and he was like, "Well, I mean, if I say it, I can use it as a loophole." But wow. no, no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. like. I'm sorry for me again. I'm I'm just saying that he knows about both Kevin Porters, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, I mean, I can just say for at the end of the day, as a, as an announcer, you should understand each player, and certain phrases can't be used around it. So forget, right. fine, fine, right, fine. He he didn't know, or he did know, and whatever. Maybe maybe he forgot or didn't forgot that his dad wasn't Kevin. But come on, bro, as an announcer, you didn't know that that wasn't Kevin Porter's son. Come right. On. Come and, on. And that, like, apparently that Kevin Porter was like, I think he's 70 years old. Like he's far old. But anyway, so I want to do this because this is, I just found this. No, that's a this is, this is a quote. This is a quote of his apology. Um, okay. uh, what's his name? Glenn Consor. Glenn okay, Consor's apology. Yeah. Glenn Consor. Here, here Y'all, Glenn Consor. Glenn Consor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Ready? Quote, please allow me to take this opportunity to, to sincerely apologize to Ken Porter Jr., his family and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during last night's game. That's it? Wait. Continued quote. I mistakenly thought Kevin was son of the former Washington player, Kevin Porter, and was unaware that the words I chose to describe the game-winning shot would be in any way harmful or hurtful or insensitive. I've reached out to Kevin to personally apologize and hope to be able to talk with him soon, end quote. Um, actually, I just want to put this one last thing in t- context just as we close this out. Yeah. So, um, actually, Kevin Porter Jr. is actually real father. Um, his name was uh, Brian Kevin Porter Jr., or senior, sorry. Yep. He pleaded guilty to first-degree manslaughter in, shooting, in the shooting death of a 14-year-old girl in 1993. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to four and a half years in prison. And uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad, Porter Sr., uh, died in 2004 after being shot in a, a South Seattle bar. Okay. And Kevin Porter Jr. was four years old when his father was killed. Okay. So that's another level of insensitivity by this. What's his name? Kevin or uh, Glenn, Glenn Consor. Glenn trust me, Glenn Consor, as an announcer, you would already know this information. So you can't say you didn't know. Like, there's no way, bro. I, I, I don't buy it. Because again, mm-hmm. people that announce, Fahim, you have to research everything because you're during right. a game, your goal is to paint the picture and talk about these players like you know them like the back of your hand. So right. Mr. Glenn Consor, you knew this apology. I don't care about your apology. You need to go. You need to <laughs> right. go. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. That, that's right. not cool, Fahim. But you nope. pull the trigger. That for as black people, come on. And announcers, mm-hmm. how about this? Don't use that term, pull the trigger. Let's just put that a phrase aside. Mm-hmm. Put right. pick it up. Drop it in the ocean. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I'm with you. All Ooh. right. So All right. Oof, as we exhale, <sighs> as we exhale, to a better place. To a better place. All right, Nellie J, let's put this episode in the books. All right, y'all, that was episode 73. 73. <laughs> y'all, if you had a good time, if you enjoyed yourself, you know how it is. But before we close out, Fahim, it's only us. So what's your shout out this week, man? What's your shout out? Wow. I was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, so it's a new year. Um, first of all, um, I'm going to give a shout out to say, um, 
you know, we always say like, stay blessed and things like that. Um, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, to everybody, uh, I know everyone's hearing this, but I just feel like I have to say this, um, stay safe, stay diligent, um, just be cautious, um, and, uh, reach out to those in need uh, of these times right now, for sure. Um, you know, uh, we're in some tough times and, um, you know, we're obviously being optimistic that things will get better. And as we know, they will, but I'm just, that's the main thing. I just want everyone to stay safe. Um, also, I want to add on to this shout out. Also, I want to shout you out, uh, Nelly J. Oh. Uh, once, in, once again, another year uh, in the books with us. Ooh. And, um, you know, appreciate everything you do. Um, and, you know, this is another year and every year, um, you know, it's, it's leveling up, level up, level up, level up. And, uh, you know, we have some things this year also that we want to keep building on. So I just want to shout you out also. And, um, last thing I'm going to throw my wife in. She really holds me Yay. down. Yeah. She definitely holds me down with this. Big up yourself. <laughs> shout out to my wife, Aisha. She definitely holds me down, um, allows me to record while, um, you know, baby girl needs to, some attention. She holds us down. So Absolutely. definitely I want to shout her out also. Um, what about you? Yeah, shout well, first of all, yeah. So my shout out is to my family, to your family, which is part of my family anyway. So to all our families, <laughs> um, you know, I want to shout out to all the kids uh, who are going to be doing two weeks of virtual learning. Yes, I know it's tough for parents. I'm just going to keep my prayers out for y'all. Um, shout out to people who've lost loved ones. You know, I've had a lot of deaths and people that I know of that passed away, uh, friends, uncles, um, uh, friend, like you know, my friend's uncles, my friends, uh, my dad's friends, different people. So you know, just shout out prayers to everybody up, and also shout out to those suffering with mental health. Um, you know, it is at this time we're in a second we're in a second year in a row of this pandemic. Um, you know, there's people right now suffering mentally. Depression is real, y'all. So if you haven't heard from a friend in a long time, call them, text mm-hmm. them. Let yeah. them know that you care. I get it, guys. We're all busy. But a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. A text saying, hey, I hope you're well. Trust me. But thanks. A text saying, you know what? You're on my mind. I hope all is well. A text saying, hey, I'm proud of what you've done this past year. A text mm-hmm. of saying, "You're um, good job, everything you've done. It will go off a long way, y'all. So any of your friends that you haven't talked to for a while, check in on them. Trust me. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. So that's my no shout doubt. out, man. For real. For real. All right, y'all. So that's episode 73. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Please, if you had a good time, you enjoyed yourself, you know, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend for him. (laughs) You know know the drill. We're there on all platforms if you're looking for us. Um, That's Good Rookies Podcast. It's episode 73. And we out. Peace. Peace. Ah.